Hey, what's up? This is Tyler G of Batman Figs on Instagram, and I'm here to let you know a little bit about Zavi, Z-A-V-V-I. They are your one-stop place to go to for anything pop culture related, anything from clothes to games, Blu-rays to action figures. If you want any of that, Zavi is your one-stop shop from Marvel, DC to anything else. Harry Potter, Kill Bill, they got it all. Use code TYLER20 for 20% off all clothes. Or code Tyler10 for 10% off anything else store wide. All right, now let's get back to the show. If Kim Kardashian becomes the first lady of the United States, will Keeping Up with the Kardashians be filmed at the White House? Only these important questions and more on the Tyler G Show. Hello and welcome to the Tyler G Show. Look, we got about, what, a week before Comic-Con at home, which is how I always did it before. Uh, before we get too much into anything, thank the sponsors. A thank you to Soap Studios. They have uh, two new figures from the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy coming out soon. Batman and Catwoman. Big thank you to... Zavi, where you don't know what they are. They are a company that basically sells anything pop culture. They got DVDs, video games, action figures, statues, clothes, uh, a bunch of different other collectibles for a myriad of things. Any fandom you could think of. Uh, they have a Paramount collection coming out soon for clothes and different mugs and that sort of thing. So they got like Sleepy Hollow, uh, Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy, Clueless, uh, Jaws a bunch of that sort of stuff so uh, more of that to come soon but they have a summer sale going on right now and if you use my code Tyler20 you get 20% off clothing and if you use the code Tyler10 you'll get an additional 10% off store wide and that's on top of already the summer sale they have going on so it's actually a really good deal Skillshare I'm pretty sure if you've ever watched any YouTube video in your life you've heard of Skillshare and basically, it's anything you'd ever want to learn, they probably have a video. And if you want to have two free months, use the link in the description box, box below, and you'll get two free months on me. And I'm going to have all these sponsor stuff down in links below. And Diorama Prints, they are a new diorama company that just came out in the last month. And they have a lot of uh, great stuff, so if you want to check them out, I highly recommend it. They sent me some samples, and if you want to see pictures of what they look like, you can check out my Instagram, which I'll have a link below as well. So, into figure news. I finally got some new figures, and it was as a result of uh, birthday gift cards. So, I'll, I'll show off what I got. I got the White Knight Batman, White Knight comic, with the collar, which, if you didn't know already, it's gonna probably be very big, as Robert Pattinson's already wearing one, in his Batman look. And then we got the Jack Napier Slash Joker, which I absolutely love this figure, especially the makeupless Jack Napier head. And it's also just a really great Joker head comic version. I've already put him on the Arkham Asylum game Joker, and that head looks good on that body. So I'm very happy with these guys. I did a review on them if you want to check out uh, more of my thoughts and more details on them at the video that's, I think, right after this one if you look on uploads. 
and uh, I'm very happy with that and with these guys and I would say that this these this Batman is my favorite that McFarlane's done by far because it's like an animated Batman with the collar and it's almost like a hybrid of uh, the Gaslight Batman with a Batman animated series version so I really enjoy this figure I just like how big his chest is and shoulders it looks humongous that's also like a bat fleck and with this guy, you could just take out his head and put on any other head, basically, to get the rest of the uh, GTO crew from the comic book. And I also highly recommend reading this comic book by Sean Murphy, uh, Gotham White Knight. I think that you will uh, very much enjoy it, especially if you're a Batman animated series fan already. There's a lot of cool Easter eggs, and it feels like it's almost a, a continuation of that. Almost, I would say. But it's enjoyable. I enjoyed it a lot. It's probably my favorite comic book storyline since the the um, Endgame from Scott Capullo and uh, Greg Capullo. Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. Yeah, by them. <laughs> so, I mean, I enjoyed their run also on when they did, like, Zero Year and that sort of thing. So... I'm not too. I'm not digging the metal stuff too much, but I highly recommend White Knight if you haven't read it. And then, in terms of other figure news, there's a few. I know that if you want to get these guys, I still haven't seen them at any store, but I got mine off Amazon, and they're currently in stock at Big Bad Toy Store. They also have a two-pack of figures at Hot Toys uh, scale, one-six scale of Kobe, SH Figure Arts. Han Solo from A New Hope. They have some replicas up from like He-Man. Uh, ma mainly they got a lot of stuff up from for like a 1-6 scale collector. They got some statues. There's a Prime 1 Dark Knight. A half scale statue so that's pretty big. And then they also have if you're a big gamer or a Super Nintendo fan, they have a Mega Man X figure from the True Force collectibles. And I love Mega Man X, so if you are a big fan of that, you might want to check that out because it looks pretty cool. They also have the first, well, it's kind of like a hybrid. They have um, the X-Men 2000 figures from the original like X-Men trilogy, but also if you get like the Magneto and the Professor X 2-pack, you get heads so you can flip-flop them between like uh, Patrick Stewart and James McAvoy. And I hope I said that right. And uh, Magneto whoever those actors are blanking but it also just the the professor figures a shame they're not selling him as a solo figure and they put him in two back because i could see if he was a solo figure using him as a uh, army building for just the suit figure it looks like it'd fit perfect a great lex figure maybe you could use the heads to make a custom lex because it's already bald so if you want to check those out, those are up for available for pre-order, not yet in stock. And then other big news is, of course, Wednesday, July 22nd through the 26th is Comic-Con from Home. Then we got the DC fandom coming up in August 22nd, which I'm sure we'll get. Hopefully we'll get some news on the Michael Keaton stuff, the Robert Pattinson Batman news. Um... I'm really hoping we hear something in terms of an Arkham game for the PS5. And hopefully we'll hear some more movie stuff, like in terms of Zack Snyder and that sort of thing. Um, 
in terms of the new media stuff, the only thing that's been really big in the news is the rumors that there's going to be a spin-off series for Robert Pattinson's trilogy, and it's going to be on HBO Max, and it's going to be about Gotham PD. And it basically, to me, just sounds like it's going to be a grown-up version or a more adult version of what's already just came out a few years ago, which was Gotham. And that was okay, but it just isn't necessary, the things. Because you could basically do a cop show from any where you, Why don't you do uh, like a Star City one or something like that? Why is it? Why do you always got to know Gotham and that sort of thing and use those characters? And it's been done, and I think people are starting to get tired of it. I'm, I'm sure there'll get, be those people that check it out, but I, I don't know. It just feels like, why has it got to be GCPD and that sort of thing and also it I mean whether or not you want to believe it hearing that a movie like Robert Pattinson is going to be linked to an HBO series it kind it's in my mind at least it kind of cheapens or makes the movie feel less significant and I don't know why that is exactly it's just my normal reaction to it is to think why so this is just gonna it almost feels like the movie just like a huge commercial like hey check out our TV show and they're gonna you know that they're gonna try to put little easter eggs or plants and that sort of thing into the show and the movie and you just hope that they aren't more concerned about setting up easter eggs and storylines for their HBO Max series over creating a good uh, movie or a good Batman movie and like I said before on this on multiple videos uh, especially when I was talking about leaks and what the storylines are going to be. Matt Reeves is known for redoing other people's work. Like, did he do a good uh, Planet of the Apes trilogy? Yes, but that already been rebooted once by Tim Burton, and it was done you know, a long time ago, and it was great back in the day, I think in the 60s, 70s. Let me look at his IMDb. I'm not even typing anything. I think he did like his... <laughs> I mean, he does good work, and he's able to adapt other people's ideas well, is what I feel like. Yeah, he, he did Cloverfield, which just a bunch of shaky cam. <laughs> Not too impressed with that. Yeah, he's basically let me in, never seen it, don't really care about horror. So he's done J.J. Abrams stuff, which I'm not too impressed with J.J. Abrams stuff, and he's redone other people's work like Planet of the Apes, so. What's he directed? Yeah, I mean, nothing's sticking out to me. So, I'm hoping that he just doesn't do what um, I feel like Marvel likes to do, is just take a, a bunch of different people's work and mix it all together and make something new or not or pretend like it's new with just a bunch of other people's ideas and works and say it's easter eggs because I, I, I mean look at christopher nolan did he took batman from what we know from batman 89 and he reinvented it to make it okay this is how it's going to be it's going to be realistic and this is how it's going to be if batman were to live in a realistic world and that's a cool premise and it made for a great trilogy and it was cool seeing it as Batman as, okay, this is about as close as we could get as the real world. And now Matt Reeves, he's kind of saying the same thing. And then we're kind of hearing that 
He's taking a lot of elements from the long Halloween. And, you know, we're hearing that he's going to do another Joker. And, I mean, after reading the White Knight comic book, I could kind of see him trying to steal ideas from that. And it would just be nice. I'm hoping that it's something original and something new. But based on his track record, I don't see that happening. You can hate me if you want, but I'm just giving you my opinion. Um, in terms of other stuff that comes from DC, oh, it's good to hear that Harley Quinn is finally starting to gain a lot more recognition and traction for being a good animated series. I know th I, I like to listen to Mr. Sunday, uh, Mr. Sunday News and the uh, podcast, and they're from Australia, so it's hard for them to find ways outside getting a VPN to see the show and they were recently singing its praises and I think a lot of people that are giving it a chance and watching it since you could just binge two seasons now are seeing that it's actually very inventive and it's taking the characters that we know and keeping those characteristics but it's still coming up with something new so I mean I would love if we could get something like that from a Batman movie and not just hearing it's going to be like this comic book or it's going to be like it's going to be realistic and uh, we've heard that stuff before it's like i don't want to hear really anything from it i just want to be like just wait and see we got something up our sleeve you'll enjoy it okay uh now i asked did a q and a this week because i haven't done one of those in a while and i took nine of the, the best questions <laughs> and uh i mean there were some repeats but i took nine of the best questions it's, i feel like this is a decent chunk where i wouldn't take up too much time before getting into our BTAS episode, which is Read My Lips, which is the ventriloquist and Scarface. But the first question is, what is your favorite Robin? And that is easy. It is Tim Drake. And that is because he is a Robin that's level-headed, but he's also a genius when it comes to tech. Uh, it's the Robin that I was introduced to when I first started reading the comics because I grew up in the 90s. And also, in Batman Returns of Joker, he he's, he killed the Joker. The only one in the DCAU that took out the Joker, so you gotta respect him, Drake. And he's also very much overlooked because of Jason Todd and his historical thing in comics by getting beat to death and coming back to life as Red Hood. And then he's recently been kind of overshadowed by Damien, which is Batman's son, so, or blood son, because I'm sure he adopted Tim Drake. Uh, next question, what, what is the comic's name that you posted in your story? And if you didn't see it, it was a couple panels from Batman White Knight, which again, I highly recommend you read if you're looking for something to read or do, and you just find yourself bored. If you have the DC app, it's on there. And if you're near a comic book shop, call them up and see if they got it or try to, or buy it online. I, I think that you'll be pleasantly surprised by how good of a comic book that is. Could Nolan's Batman ever appear in the DCEU? With the second that Ezra Miller's Flash ended up on the CW Flash, anything could go. And we've already seen that they brought back the actor that played Knox from Batman 89 just to do a little universe continuity. So technically, could they bring back someone for the CW like a I don't know, like some actor that we'd recognize, or an ex, I don't, I don't know who they'd bring back because they're all pretty big actors. But I'm sure that if they wanted to, they could bring back some actor and try to make a make it continuity. 
that the Nolan universe exists, even though I'm sure Nolan would be against that if they have to get permission. Uh, I would hope he wouldn't be. I hope he'd be cool with it because people love his work. But I do think that could happen. Do I think it will happen? No. I would love it if it, could, if it did. What is your favorite Superman figure? The McFarlane one that came out. The comic book version, not the animated one. The, the comic one is perfect. It's perfect scale. Um, it just looks exactly what you think of. Comes to your mind as a comic book Superman. You look at it and that's it. And it has tons of articulation as well. And a great cape. The chance of a Batman animated series reboot. I think that that's actually, if I were to guess, I would say 70-30. And I think that it might be a big uh, announcement that could be coming up at the DC Fandom. I think it, I mean, earlier in the year, Kevin Conroy kind of hinted at it. Paul Dini kind of hinted at it. Um, Batman the Animated Series has never been more popular. People still consider it the definitive Batman. Even Sean Murphy's Batman comic plays homage in many ways to Batman the Animated Series. And it's, people love it. So I would, I, I think that there's a good chance that because money's involved, that they would wanna do it. Do I think it would be quality? I fear, I, I mean, I fret, I quake, I shake. Because with something so perfect, you just hope that they don't mess it up. And I, I mean, we've seen that the comic books, if there's passion, and there's the right people involved because Paul Dini's killing it in the comic book. Batman Adventures continue. That if there's a story there, there's passion there, and the right people are there, it could be good. I hope it's not a cash grab, but I would. I think that the possibility is 70-30, since money's involved, and all the people are still alive. <laughs> Do you ever photograph Marvel figures? Yes, in fact, uh, around July 5th I did like a crossover photo with Black Panther and Captain America and a few other DC characters mixed in there but occasionally I'll do a Marvel photo but I'm not I don't have a lot of Marvel figures I have Spider-Man I got Black Panther Captain America that's about it might have Ronin too or Hawkeye whatever um, your thoughts on a on Robert and Zoe and their roles uh, I think that Zoe Kravitz has the ability to absolutely kill it. I mean, she already looks very similar to a lot of comic portrayals of Catwoman. And also the rumors that she's going to be wearing different outfits and different wigs to keep the identity secret. I think that could be a nice homage to a bunch of different Catwoman looks in the comics. And I also think that she just, I think she's a great actress. And... When it comes to Robert Pattinson, I don't know. I feel like he's a wild card. His, uh, his, I don't think that his comments are doing Warner Brothers any favor in terms of winning people over and getting them excited to want to go see the movie. But I hope that it does well. I mean, I don't ever root for a Batman movie to suck. So <laughs> I hope it's good. Uh, do you know who... Oh, <laughs> do you know who NBA Youngboy is? I do now, after this question, I watch some music videos, so. And I also recognize them from a meme where there's a fan that looked a lot like them. So, I do now. And then this is another funny question. Who would win in a fight between Mike Trout and Batman? That's a tough question. 
because if you've ever seen any highlight reels of Mike Trout, he's probably as close to a Bruce Wayne as there is possible. I think ultimately Batman would win because Mike Trout just seems like he's too nice of a guy, and I know that Batman would do anything to win. So I'd have to say Batman would win. But if it came to baseball, I would say Mike Trout would dominate all day because he's a freak. If you don't know who he is, go look him up on YouTube. He's like the best baseball player ever. All right. So today's Batman Animated Series episode review is on one of my favorite villains. I think it's an underrated villain. Um, I think the way that they're able to write the story and make, make you empathize with this guy is unbelievable. And it's just a, it's a weird villain concept, but the fact that they're able to make it work is even more of a testament to how great the show is. So read my lips. And we start off by seeing a close-up of a boxer. Let me wet my whistle a little bit. Okay. We start off with a close-up of a boxer taking hits to the ribs, which I just find it funny because if you ever watched the documentary on Batman the series, they talk about how they just, back in the day, couldn't even show punches on like the Super Friends and stuff. And there are some people that wouldn't take this job unless they could show Batman punching people. And it's a kid's show. And like the first scene on this episode is just violent punches to the ribs. So I love that. <clears throat> so while we see that, we kind of like pan out and we see that we're in the middle of a big prize fight boxing match. And then we get taken to uh, around the tunnels uh, and the, wherever the fighters are and the people that prepare to go out and do the ring. We see that they got uh, the, the night's take in terms of like winnings and people's betting money and they're transporting it to take it to wherever it needs to be and we see three thugs take it and they're able to escape using vents and like magnetic climbing mechanisms and they're able to get to a getaway van and easily evade police and then uh after that we see batman talking to uh, commissioner gordon in his office and they're discussing how the heist is uh <laughs> That, that Gordon's concerned that the boss is too smart. I can't even read my own writing. That the boss that's doing the heist is too smart and he's, that he's easily not able to be obtained by police. And he gives Batman the only tape he's got of, on these guys. And he says good luck basically because they're wearing gloves and masks and there's no really way to identify them. So Batman takes the tape, he goes to the back cave, looks it over, and he's able to see that uh, one of the thugs ripped his sweater while busting through a fence. And it reveals that he's got a tattoo. Batman's able to identify that tattoo as belonging to a guy named Rhino. So Batman goes to interrogate him. But while he's interrogating him, some police show up. And he decides just to bounce out of there because the police aren't too friendly with him at this point in time anyway. And then he decides he'll just follow Rhino. And so Rhino's scared. Having been confronted by Batman, he goes straight to his boss. He wants to talk to who he says is Scarface. And uh, while, while uh, he says that, we wait with Batman to see this boss be revealed. And we finally get to see Scarface, who is just a ventriloquist dummy held by Arnold Wesker. Now, upon hearing Rhino's dilemma with Batman, ventriloquist, the ventriloquist or Scarface, is convinced that someone is like ratting him out and he thinks it's someone within the whole group so 
he basically warns them that if he finds out who it is, they're dead meat. And he says he's going to go back to bed. And Arnold Wesker puts Scarface back in bed. Batman confronts Arnold Wesker, saying like he wants to know what the plan is and basically wants to find out what's the deal with him. But he says that he knows nothing and that uh, you know he is completely separate from knowing what Scarface is thinking. Batman just thinks he's bluffing, but he manages to bug Arnold Wesker anyway. So he goes back to the Batcave, and we're at the, uh, the Batcave, even the, even the, oh yeah. So Batman goes back to the Batcave, and he has a couple of recordings of Scarface's voice and Arnold's voice, the ventriloquist, and he plays them to see if the Batcave can, or the Batcomputer can recognize it as one voice. But it even fools the back computer and it thinks that it's coming from two separate people. So Batman is basically deduces through all this that he's got multiple personality disorder, which he tells Alfred is two people living in one body. And so Ventriloquist they go out Ventriloquist meets with his thugs and basically tells them the next job is that he, there's supposed to be a shipment of platinum coming. And he he tells us the the guys that that's what the next the next uh, big job is. So why they do that? Batman shows up. Rhino's able to drop a bunch of platinum bars on him, knocking him out. And when he wakes up, he's hanging by his wrist over a bunch of mannequin sharpened nail hands, which are basically, I guess, their their weaponized hands. And Scarface really made him pointy because he basically says if Batman falls or if they let him. If they cut him down, he's dead meat. And so he basically says, do you have any last words? And Batman starts throwing his voice, a technique that he, that we later learn he learned from Zatanna's father about throwing his voice and ventriloquism and all that. So he's able to use his voice to sound like Arnold Wesker and he's basically just mocking Scarface and calling him an imbecile to the point where Scarface is about to shoot Arnold Wesker, which we know would be ultimately killing himself as well. And basically, Batman's able to get out of it. I won't spoil completely everything if you, because I don't know if you're ever going to want to watch this. But Batman's able to escape, and we see Arnold Wesker uh, in Arkham at the end, and he's uh, doing activity with some woodworking stuff, and we see that he's working on another Scarface. Uh, ventriloquist doll and that's how it ends and there are some very good there's another very good well there's a couple more episodes that involve ventriloquist but there's one that i really really enjoy that's coming up that goes even deeper into the mind of arnold wesker and it's another how they show batman go into like fear induced um dreams from from the scarecrow we get to see the nightmares that Arnold Wesker has with Scarface haunting his dreams and it's pretty intense and another great episode so that would be way down the road but I wanted to at least wet your whistle so that you know the ventriloquist is a, a fun character if you didn't know already which if you're watching this you probably do so that is the uh that's all I got for this stuff the next thing that we're gonna do is fan art and again um, big thank you to those guys like all of you people that tagged me in art and congrats to the winner it was mezcoholic he got a print 
And if you guys want the chance to win a print, you just gotta tag me in fan art. Tag, feel free to tag me in anything Batman that you've either taken photos of, you've drawn, videos of, anything. And uh, at the end of the month, we'll do a drawing to see who wins a print. So here we go to fan art. Okay, so here we are at fan art and we're starting off strong with Ibin.Hornig.Photography, A Long Night. It looks like it's the Arkham Asylum Batman. And it's from DC Direct, not that McFarlane new stuff. This is the old school original. And it's a good shot and a very atmospheric. Then we got Toys of Arkham busting out the Iron Punisher. That's actually a really cool head sculpt. And I like, look at all that. He's firing every weapon he's got. Looks awesome. But with that helmet off, he's gonna be deaf. We got final underscore hour underscore NASA. And we got a beautifully, uh, beautiful, <laughs> a beautiful image from the episode Heart of Ice. It's actually a slide, uh, looks like a slideshow. So there's a bunch of great images. There's a video, some stills of the episode all throughout, some great moments. And he has a great synopsis of the episode as well. So thanks for tagging. It's a, it's always fun to see different people's takes and uh, what their thoughts on an episode are and just how it affected them and what they're thinking watching it. We got another one where he talks about the demon's head, or <laughs> demon's quest. Demon's head is who it's about. That's a ghoul. Then we got anti-eternia underscore Katar. Q-A-T-A-R. Hope I said it right. It is a Mezco Batman taking on, looks like Trapjaw from He-Man. Ah, beautifully done. Touche. I really enjoy this shot. Looks like a cover for the... He, oh, I was about to say, he must have flipped it. Let's say, how do you get an extra hand on this? Yeah, he flipped it. That's why it looks like that. But, uh, yeah, this really cool shot of a great figure. Great comic book. Samerson Coleccionades with the Gaslight Batman I talked about already in this episode. With the collar. A little statue. One-fifth scale. Oh, this is really awesome. Not only is it great Photoshop, but it's a great custom. So it's figure underscore man underscore forever. Really good custom. Really good shot. Toys of Arkham with the Heath. Why does he look so serious? <laughs> this is a really... Superman seeing Michael Jordan's D piece right here. As he gets dunked on by the, the man. Samerson Colecciones with a... Looks like it's a one-fifth... A one-fifth scale uh, statue. And it looks like it's a Batman, but he's... Covered in a 66 Batmobile inspired armor. Black and red. Daily.DC underscore with a comic book cover. And it says, where does reality end and illusion begin? The eye of the beholder. I've never heard of this film, so I'll have to do some uh, research. Because it actually looks really cool. It's like a Silver Age comic. Toys and Photography with the highly sought after and probably very expensive at this point Mezco Deathstroke on a dirt on a motorcycle or dirt bike 
some fire in like the assassin he is. Really cool atmosphere. Looks like there's some smoke effect in there. The McFarlane Action Adventure 1000 Batman with the grapple gun accessory coming at you from Toy Hunter 24. The Batman channel who did that great cover piece showing us the figure in box. It's, it's, it's Sheik Ikano, Sheik Ikano with a really cool fan art where it has the Justice League members' heads like they've been impaled by Vlad and it's the Joker that laughs holding the card. Looks like a tarot card too. A Dark Knight uh, Rises inspired hot toy looking Bane and Batman shot from Toys of Arkham. Another statue with accessories of a, looks like a Arkham Asylum game Batman coming out soon, if it's not already out. This is a really cool custom by Whoosh underscore DeThunder of the Rocketeer, and he used the Diamond Select base. And it looked like he put uh, a jacket on from, I think he said it was a, a NECA jacket, and then Mego pants that he tailored to make it look more like riding pants, a style back then from the movie. Yeah, this looks really awesome. This looks, I dare say it looks better than the figure that it originally came on. Oh, someone redid my photo, <laughs> tag me in it. Batman, Detective Comics, another Silver Age looking cover and it's another odd looking uh, villain, but actually you've seen this one before, the calculator. So this is hilarious. But the Silver Age is known for its kooky-looking villains. He took out the Justice. The Green Arrow is just weak, man. Got knocked out by the calculator. What's next, the Condiment King? This is hilarious. Metalhead1968 underscore. Sure, sex is great, but have you ever watched Batman the Animated Series remastered in HD? Duh. No, that was a, that's a great meme. Figure underscore man underscore forever coming at me from Dublin, Ireland. And he's got the BTAS OG Batmobile with the McFarlane animated bat and a great, uh, looks like back alley scene. He's got accessories coming at you with the trash can. He's got the NECA street building scene set up. Great lighting, great atmosphere with the rain. Really cool shot, good lighting. Toys of Arkham with the Batfleck looking up, waiting for Superman so they can knock him around. Anti-Eternia underscore Qatar with a DC Trinity battle going on with some cool effects and great posing. They're taking on Doomsday. Some nice close-ups and different shots. This is an awesome little story he's put on here. Go get check him out. D the Bat with it looks like a DC Direct. Let's say Hush maybe inspired. Oh, it's Batman Justice League of America, okay. Very cool shot by Eduardo B. Gomez Jr. Saying it's time where Batman's about to throw on the hell armor. The hell bat armor. And he does an, a focus where he does Batman in the foreground. And the next slide is switching focus to the hell bat armor. Very nicely done. Batman 89 with all the Michael Keaton hype going on. These figures are only going to go up in price. And that's the last show we did. So we're back to where we started. So thank you to everyone 
who did fan art and at the end of this month all the people that did it are going to be entered to win a, a gift so thank you again for not only doing the tag but supporting and uh, we look forward to what we got next time